Go now, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, thou shalt hear the word of my mouth and warn them from me. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Middle Tennessee and examining current events from a biblical perspective, this is Bible News Radio with your hosts, Randall and Stacy Harp. All right. Hey, everybody. I want to welcome you to today's edition of Free For All Friday. Sorry, we're... <laughs> we had no... We had a little bit of an awkward start, but whatever. It wouldn't be our show if we didn't. So, you know, today what we're going to do is we are going to talk about something that took place last night in the city of Chino. Uh, My guest lives there. My guest, just like Luke, the Gospel of Luke, uh, was an eyewitness to the events that took place down there in Chino um, concerning children and parental, parental rights, sex education, essentially pornography that unfortunately has been uh well apparently it's legal to show this to children and so apparently there's a lot of parents that got outraged imagine that hmm? imagine what happens when parents actually get outraged they actually go and they make their voices be heard in front of the school board anyway i'm going to have to tell you that uh, vicky fitch is my guest today she was there she went for the whole thing what a trooper <laughs> Probably sat through the most boring parts of this school board meeting and then a couple hours of public commentary. It's my understanding there was at least 700 people there approximately, which for a school board meeting is like, that's like a tidal wave of people. Usually three or four people show up to those things. Um, And I guess there was approximately 125 people that wanted to speak. And I think they're given three minutes, right? Three, two or three minutes, yeah. So imagine, imagine if you were that school board. <laughs> Would you have wanted to go past 10 o'clock at night? Well, one of the school board members made the comment about her being old, and I'll have Vicki tell you about that. That was actually kind of interesting. So do me a favor, share this out on your social media, because you know what? As you guys know, all the social media platforms are spiking content that they don't agree with, and I'm pretty sure that they probably wouldn't agree with this message. So do me a favor, share that out. I want to thank you in advance. And say hi to a couple of you guys in uh, Periscope already. Thanks, John and Mia and Melanie. Thanks for coming in. I can't remember if I actually shared this. I think I already did, but I'm going to share it anyway. And if you're on Facebook, please do me a favor and share this on your feed as well. So we have a lot to talk about. I want to thank you guys for being here. And um, also just let you know that you can follow Vicky at... V-I-C-K-I underscore F-I-T-C-H Vicki Fitch on Twitter and also on her Facebook, which is Vicki Fitch number one with the name spelled with eyes. She has eyes in her name. Yeah, she does. Anyway, so without further ado, Vicki Fitch is our guest. Uh, she was there last night for this. Actually, I think it was a historic event in the city of Chino and also uh, school boards because um yeah, because uh, just saying, you know, actually, Melanie is saying, did the school board member get Fitch slapped? Well, <laughs> we're going to show you some of the some of the uh, commentary, including Vicky's speech, what she said. But anyway, Vicky, welcome to the show. Glad you're here. Thank you. I appreciate that, Stacey. It was a, a very interesting event. And like you said, uh, people, you don't get 700 people at a school board meeting. This was a tidal wave of people. And, and the room only holds... I'm going to say, what is it, maybe 30. I, I did some, you know, kind of around the room, 30 or 40 people. And then the overflow holds about 20. And the people were just flooded all over the parking lot and through the school. And I have to tell you, I went out to use the restroom at one point And the, the doorway, you have to go out a doorway into another section. And it had to be a hundred degrees. I mean, I was sweating from the five feet I had to walk to get, and these people were just pouring. They just kept pouring in and they were fanning themselves, just listening, engaged, very committed to making sure their voices were heard. Wow. That's amazing. And uh, I know I probably would have gotten claustrophobic. (laughs) Oh, I would have. I mean, especially with that heat, they were committed. Uh Uh-huh. Good. Okay. I'm, hold on. I'm just sharing this on my Facebook. 
left. So I will share it out on mine at the same time. I wouldn't grab the link, but um, all right, get a chance to. Hey, Krista, nice to see you over there on Facebook. Nice to see you. I hope that uh, I hope that you uh, actually. I hope you learned something from this episode. Vicky's got a lot to share. That was a very, very powerful thing. Hi, Jason. Courtney, welcome to your very first day on Periscope. And thanks for coming to Bible News Radio. I hope you enjoy the show for whatever it is you can stay for. All right. And all right. Okay. So, all right. So let's start back from the beginning, Vicky. Tell us a little bit about the the issue that brought all these people there. Because um doesn't just take, you know, I mean, your typical person can rally two or three people, but sure. <laughs> not right. 700. Absolutely. Well, are you talking about where the, it originally came from? Or are you talking about what the actual issue is? Well, where it originally came from and then how so many people got, you know, got to the, to the board meeting. Well, I think that there, you know, is a lot, a little bit of political unrest and, and the way things go. And people um, think that, you, depending on what your career is, that you can or can't share out information. And so we happen to find out about it from our church, which again, people are getting up in arms about. And yet, you know, our pastor happens to be a father and a grandfather. The people in the church are parents and aunts and uncles. And, and I mean, the fact that people are upset that other people let people know, I mean, that's what friends do. That's what community does. When you find out about something that you know is not good for your community, it's in my opinion, it's your job to share it. It's you, you need to let people know so they can make an informed decision. It's not about swaying to the right, to the left or down the middle. It's about people making an informed decision. And, and I think that there's a lack of that these days is that people don't recognize where things are going. I mean, I wasn't even, I was, I'm fairly active in a lot of different community things and understanding what's going on politically here. I didn't even know the extent of some of it. And when I found out, I seriously was sick to my stomach. I mean, the, I was so sick that when I saw this, I was literally outraged and, and, and sad at the same time. All of a sudden, the pieces flow together. I wonder why, you know, kids are feeling so dejected and lost that they want to commit suicide when our, our, you know, our government here in California has decided to issue this, you know, ridiculous, and I'm going to use, I don't use that word often, but that it's ridiculous to attach pornography as sex, ed- sex education in a public school system, starting as early as fourth grade. And from what I understand, the hopes is to start actually at kindergarten. I, I was mortified. I was mortified. I mean, honestly. Rightfully so. Rightfully so. Yeah. Well, and there are, there are some factions that actually want to actually um, get to kids like at three years old as well. So hi, Dottie. And mm. looks like John is there. And I think Anna came in. And I hold on to say Paula. Hey, Paula. Haven't seen you in a while. Jara Gugambi. Is that your name? I, I never know how to say your name. <laughs> but hello. Hi. I tried. Uh, anyway, thanks for coming in. Um, yeah. I just call him Jaw. Jaw. Oh, there you are. Oh, there's Vicky. Hey, Vicky. Jaw. Vicky showed up in our chat room. Can you believe it? She's there. Okay. I am. I was trying to share it out, but I was on the air and I didn't want to be rude. So now I'm trying to, you know, I'm right. share it out now, even though I'm looking down. People, sorry about that. All right. So there's Tim Gillette. He came in and Darren, hey, thanks for coming in, you guys. Vicky is our guest. So, you know, this is going to be good, right? Because, you know, she's a superstar. Well, thank you. Yeah, she is. Okay, so, all right, so there was there was a lot of people. You actually did some video that you showed me. Uh, we're not going to show it on the show because we don't have it prepared to, but but I can, just so you guys know, I can totally verify that that place was packed out because Vicki took the video and she was like, oh, my gosh, and I asked her to come on to talk about this for a couple of reasons. As you guys know, <sighs> I'm in the middle of this series. It's probably going to end up being 20 hours worth of info. Uh, Going through this book here, After the Ball, How America Will Conquer Its Fear and Hatred of Gays in the 90s by two homosexual activists who wrote this, right, in the mid-80s. And yesterday, one of the things that we talked about in our uh, fifth episode of that, The Marketing of Homosexuality to America, Part 5, was how they specifically targeted conservative churches. And they did it 
because they sided with moderate and liberal churches, and their goal was to silence anybody who actually opposes this particular agenda. This is this is completely all tied in together, and you didn't see what I just did. <laughs> Here it is, people. Anyway, this is completely tied in together uh, with, you know, the comprehensive sex education, right? Now, I am not a parent, but I'll tell you what I believe in. I believe in abstinence only. I think kids should learn about, you know, protection. But, you know, frankly, I don't, I think where the church, the church and the schools fail is they don't talk about the emotional ramifications of the issue. And they, and they actually don't talk about the medical ramifications either. Um, so I know that you got up and you spoke um, before the, the board. First of all, you were one of the first speakers. So how, how did you feel? Were, were you just trying to get it over with or were you trying to set like a, prince, a, a precedent for a diplomacy? Well, I think two things, Stacey. I mean, number one, I did want to set some kind of, you know, dis- diplomacy because sometimes we all know people get very passionate. I, I mean, I could have lost it yesterday, to be perfectly honest with you. I mean, there was some some things that were going on and and. I openly admit that if you watch the video, when one woman was talking and she said that this wasn't pornography, I actually laughed out loud. I literally, I mean, I, I laughed and then she stops and she glared at me. And then I, I'm, I admitted I laughed again just to prove a point because, and, and it was wrong. And yet I needed to prove that point, you know, telling me that, it, um, you know, showing children sexual positions is not pornography and showing me detailed, you know, I, I don't even know. I didn't even know where to go, but I like, I honestly, the first thing I did not mean to laugh. I just, it just came out by accident. The second one was truly on, that was on purpose. So I'm, I'm <laughs> confessing to all of you right now. I, I did the second one on purpose. Um, so I wanted to get there early because I knew that it would get packed out. I knew when people find out about this kind of stuff, they will come out in droves. And so um, I showed up at six and, and I was there till what 11, I think it was. So um, that I was one of the first people in the room, Terry and I were. And so I filled out the form because there's a form you have to fill out. And so that's, I wanted to set the decorum a little bit as well. So people didn't, you know didn't just take it and start, you know, being rude or, or, you know, it doesn't do us any good if we can't articulate ourselves well, what it is that we're trying to accomplish. And, you know, we need to actually talk with dignity and respect if we want other people to actually treat us that way and understand that our concerns are, are valid and not just us, you know, being difficult or, you know, over-concerned. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Well, I'm actually very proud of you. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. You know, I am. (laughs) And I'm actually proud of the community, honestly. Even if people showed up to support this particular curriculum, I would still be proud that they showed up because they're standing up for what they believe in. And that's what a republic is all about. You Mm -hmm. know, we have a constitutional republic, which gives us the freedom of of speech. And of course, in in our country, I think that, um, you know, we, a lot of us take that for granted. In fact, um, I actually, I actually woke up probably about twelve thirty my time. And Vicky's like, "I'm gonna do this." And I'm like, "I'm going to bed." No. But, but it was so weird. I fell asleep and then I woke up. I had this weird dream, which I'll have to tell you about later because it it involves you in Australia. Uh, but anyway, I woke up and then next thing you know, uh, I'm I'm logging on to Facebook and I'm seeing Vicky's live streaming this thing. And there's this woman that got up and I think her name was Sylvia, but I'm not sure. She got up and she started to talk about how, first she, she started out calm, but then she, she started talking about how she was from a communist com- country. Mm-hmm. And she came here uh, to America and she was basically telling everybody that, um, you know, that we have no clue how much free speech we really have. And, and it was right. the board's duty to protect the children that, mm-hmm. um, that she couldn't the way that they could. And, um, and then this was the part that totally got me. I was like, I was laying in bed half asleep. I'm going, yes, yes, Lord. That's awesome. You know, first she said, God will be, they would be accountable to God. And I think there was a couple on the school board. I couldn't see them, but from the way that some people were responding, it sounded like they're like, "Uh Oh no, I I ain't going to be no accountable to God. Um, but then she said, you know what? School needs to be teaching English and math. 
And then the room erupted in applause. And I thought, there you go. Whatever happened to math and English? I mean, reading, writing, and arithmetic, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. So do you know who she was? I mean, is that a friend of yours? or I did not know her personally, no. But she definitely was had a very heartfelt message. And um, people definitely resonated with it. She she was stunned that we're acting that way. There was also a, an, a Chinese immigrant that was there and made it very clear how offended she was and that she came from, you know, her country here and they are, you know, contributing their tax dollars and they're doing all these things and they're so completely offended and, and upset. Uh, upset they, they they are surprised that this is why they came to america to to get rid of oppression and they feel like this is oppressive because it's you know it's it was thrown on us we didn't get to vote on it this was the the legislator legislature in sacramento made this change across the board you have no choice this is the curriculum that you must teach so um it's i don't even know what to say like i said it's 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 shocking it's it's beyond shocking yeah. Well, it is and it's not. Um, Good point. I mean, it is in the sense that the socialist Marxist types who are doing this, and I'm just going to say it, that's because that's what it is. I mean, it's socialism. You know, they're indoctrinating children. That's exactly what they want to do. Um, that they are so emboldened to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, because let's just be honest, so many people are asleep. You know, I've been covering these issues for almost 15 years. I've been tracking this agenda and where this is going. And, and people are like, well, what's next? Pedophilia is next. And as you know, yeah. Vicki, they're, they're already starting to. They um, are. To- can, people like can Stacy's got a great point here. Wake up. When I saw the TEDx things that are trying to say that pedophilia is just a new. What was the word they used? Not a new choice. Um, well, there, there's a couple of years ago, there's a group called Before You Act. And if you guys can all go to this website, go to the letter B, U, the letter B and the letter U, the number four, and then the word act. And go go there, beforeyouact.org, I believe it is. So is it before you or B-U-4? Because you spelled it out one way. Is it before is, you or B-U-4? Okay. Before. Before you act. Yeah. Okay. That's what I meant. Okay. Anyway. Okay. If you go there and you actually look at the website, a couple years ago, um, Dr. Judith Reisman, uh, who is the number one researcher who has exposed Alfred Kinsey, who was actually a pedophile and a homosexual himself, that 10% number that actually we get that the population is LGBT is 10%, that comes from him. And that comes from all the research based on the sexual deviant research that he did not only with babies and infants, but also he did it with prisoners. It's a, it's an invalid number. Actually the population, the LGBT act population is only one to 3% and the transgender is under 1%. So we have this little dinky percentage of the minority that has successfully marketed uh, this stuff to the world. Well, um, the pedophilia aspect, when you, when you go to that website, beforeyouact.org, and you actually look on it, they actually cite Kinsey's research, and they basically say that their new names are MAPS. It stands for Minor Attractive Person. Oh. And so they are, they, instead of calling themselves pedophiles, and they do it under the guise of this, and I wrote a whole book about this. I just never published it. I actually do have a book about it I wrote because I was so mad when I wrote it. But the the whole guise is that... These minor attracted persons, a.k.a. pedophiles, they were feeling like rejected from the psychology, from the counseling world because they suffer with higher levels of anxiety and depression. So when they go into therapy, they're afraid to talk about their minor attracted person issue because they know that the therapist will feel awkward because it's, quote, not normal. And so the whole goal behind this Before You Act group is to help normalize the idea that these maps can go in, get their therapy, and as long as they are fine with their sexual attraction to children, nobody cares. NAMBLA, the North American Man Boy Love Association, has been saying for years, sex before eight or it's too late. I mean, that's their goal is to get the age of consent reduced so that oh. children and adults can, can have sex together. I mean, that's true. That's exactly the, that's the fact. I have a friend who is an FBI agent. His name is Bob Hamer. He wrote a book called The Last Undercover. And in his book, and I've had him on the show a couple, uh, quite a few times, but in his book, he actually went undercover as a pedophile 
and he infiltrated Nambla and helped put some of these guys away. And he actually told me a number of years ago that when he did it, the creepiest part for him was trying to get into the mindset of an actual pedophile and going in and sitting with these guys and, and how they sit and they groom, you know, themselves and they'll sit at parks or, or whatever, right? They're stereotypes for a reason, just so you know. Anyway, so going back to this issue, people, well, why are you so outraged about this now? Well, you're outraged because the slippery slope is just that. It's pedophilia next. They're already trying to normalize it. And then, mark my words, it's bestiality after that. Polyamory is already out there. People are already discussing that, and they're, they're uh, glorifying that. And it all involves children. It, it, but, but what they completely negate, though, is they complete the children's uh, brain capacity to actually understand this. And Vicki, when you spoke, bringing this back to you and last night, when you spoke, you actually addressed that pretty eloquently. And, um, and frankly, I actually appreciated what you said. That was cool. We should show, we should show what you said, but I'll let you respond to what I just said. Um, which part, I mean, you know, the, the fact is, is that children aren't ready. I mean, that's, that was one of my big concerns is that, you know, if you guys are in this area, then, you know, we have had a lot of, of suicides lately. I mean, like a heartbreaking amount. There's a, a young boy, Max, that's in, in intensive care still, I believe right now that tried to commit suicide three weeks ago. You know, most of you know about Pastor Andrew. Um, he, he, he was successful at committing suicide. Uh, a few earlier this year, there were, um, you know, there was another child from, from also from Chino Hills High that actually was successful at committing suicide. There was, and again, don't count, don't, you know, the, the facts could be a little bit skewed here, but I believe it was eight children that tried to commit suicide in Ranch Cucamonga and four of them were successful, including a 10 year old, you know, it right here in my own area, suicide is running rampant. And what I said to them, because they are start, starting suicide prevention, and I'm actually working with the schools here to do the URNF campaign that kids aren't, if we think that kids right now are struggling, now we're going to introduce sexuality in ways that they're not ready for and, and give them a whole new area of confusion to try and deal with and a whole new set of emotions and feelings and, and drama and trauma to try and get through instead of allowing them to just, you know, deal with, with all the issues they got going on and the hormones they got going on. Now they're, they're creating more difficulty and they're creating a culture that will be more inclined to feeling like they're less than, you know, they'll be more inclined to experiment with sexuality when they're not ready. That's, I mean, you're not ready. You're just not ready. I mean, the, the, everything proves it and scientifically, medically speaking, children's brains aren't formed. That's why we don't allow them to consent to sex. That's why we don't allow them to do those things because we are imprinting on who they are. We're changing the char their character because they're starting to learn things that they're not ready for. And again, I, I feel so sad about it. It just, it just breaks my heart. Breaks my heart too. All right, so let's go ahead and share. Are you ready, Randall? Sure. Okay, we're going to go ahead and we're going to play. Uh, we'll play Vicky's thing, and then you can commentate more. And then we'll play Karen England, who is with Capital Resource Institute, right? Mm -hmm. And then Pastor Jack Hibbs from uh, Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills, right? Hey, you want to yes. take them one by one? Yeah, I think so. Okay, so these were just three people. And how many? There was about 125. Did they all speak Vicky, or was it like most no, of them? No, there was a uh, – well, last count, and I saw more forms come in. It was 129 people had requested to speak because you have to fill in a form. Mm -hmm. Stacks still kept coming in, um, but what they did was they took a little break to – discuss the issue and let us know how they felt about it and it took about 40 minutes and so a lot of people ended up leaving um didn't get to speak their mind i would i don't know how many people spoke i'm gonna say 20 maybe 30 ended up speaking now was there a vote on this what exactly are you guys hoping that that the school board would do no, we, uh, there was an addendum that was put on the, addendum might be the wrong word, so forgive me if that's the wrong one, but what we were voting on was uh, that we want the school to add in additional language, um, the school board to add in additional language for the opt-out notice, because this is mandated by the state, so they don't have a choice, although I have to tell you, kudos to one of the board members, Mr. Cruz, who said, maybe it's time for someone to step up and make some waves. Maybe we need to, someone needs to change this. It is wrong. So 
I was really pleased that he had the, um, you know, the, the moxie because he was certainly wasn't in a popular position with some of the other board members, but that he was honestly like, we need to change and maybe we need to make waves. But anyway, they're not allowed, they have to teach the curriculum. So the opt-outs are not being performed correctly. And there's a lot of gray area that the, um, what we were trying to get them to vote on in the affirmative was um, making sure also that we had to an, a chance to opt out if our child was going on a field trip or, and would be out and about and have to stay in a hotel room with someone that was transgender or, or was gender confused or whatever. Basically, an, you know, a, a biological male that was choosing to um, live their life or you know, perceive themselves as a female, that they should not be in showers with our children. They shouldn't be in the same bathrooms because it's not comfortable for ours and that we have to make, there has to be an opt-out or an option for us to, um, you know, have to write in and say, Hey, I want special accommodations. Okay. Um, so anyway, there's three things on that bill, but we can talk about that in a bit, or I can send that to you. Okay. And that explains what pastor Jack talked about. Okay. All right, everybody, by the way, I want to say hi to everybody that came in. Thank you guys for coming in. I, Gina, I see you over there and uh, pastor Tommy and Marlene and uh, Dottie and others, everybody else that came in. Thanks for coming in. Uh, Tim, Tim wrote, not sure I can take this. Vicki and Stacy talking about porn. Two women who will smack us into shape like mom did. <laughs> love you both. <laughs> we love you too. <laughs> yeah, we do. All right. Okay. So here's Vicki last night. Uh, you were what? This is the third, second or third speaker? Third. 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 Okay. Mm-hmm. Just give this a second. By Karen England, followed by Jack Hibbs. Hello, board. My name is Vicki Fitch. I am a 20-year resident here in the city of Chino, a very proud resident, entrepreneur, and very active in the community of helping build companies and build people and build character. Um, we have seen, we've heard people talking today about you know suicide that's been going on. We've heard all these things. Part of this agenda of taking away parental rights, I really do, puts children in situations where they don't know how to handle it. You know, as a, as a mother of two and a, and a grandmother of five, I want to keep them safe. And I am I'm grieved when I saw some of the materials that might be represented or that already are, are legally authorized for these children to view. They're too young. And when we as parents get our rights taken away to be able to choose when our children are or are not ready for those things, you have, you have you know, circumvented what we've been given as a God-given right to identify. You know, I happen to have a child with Asperger's, and I can tell you that, you know, he's very high-functioning. He's in public classes. He's in, you know, he, he doesn't need special care, but he does need processing of different information. Every kid processes information at a different level. We cannot subject kids to this information. It's not right. I mean, I looked at that information. I thought, okay, you know, I'm 50 years old. I, I, I came out fine without having any graphic materials and having my school provide this kind of instruction. You know, I understand, and, and trust me, I am with you as a community advocate to say, hey, there's a lot of kids that are misinformed or don't know. I believe in being a problem solver, you know, not just a problem identifier. And I love that we have a solution here for a piece of a problem, but we need to go deeper. We need to provide other support that, you know, keeps kids in check about some of these things that they're going through with suicide prevention. We've got to layer on those things, but taking away our rights and putting the sexual um, promiscuity possibilities in front of them, encouraging anal sex as a, as a prevention measure, breaks my heart. I mean, that's not, that's not something I want my kid being looked at for. I want him to come to me. You know, I want him to come to his father. I want, I want to have an opportunity to share our guidelines and, and what, what we believe and to try. And I honestly, I am going to promote abstinence. That's, you know, I don't tell everybody else they have to. I've been promoting that. I, I believe in that. We teach our kids to court, that we're not dating, we're courting. We're looking for people that for long term, I don't want them thinking, well, hey, all the cool kids are doing this. Maybe that's what I'm supposed to do. Well, I look at one of those pictures and, you know, 
I, I hope there aren't children here, but promoting, you know, kids are going to figure out about masturbation all by themselves. We don't need to show them how. I mean, honestly, like, I, I don't, we don't. So thank you so much for your thank time. Thank you. I really appreciate it. I'm glad you said that, you know, because, you know, the world, frankly, makes, make, makes a big joke about that, you know. Um, and, you know, everybody makes jokes about it, you know, get a, ban a banana and a condom and let's just show her, you know, I mean, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. Um, and I especially like that you, um, you know, that you're honest about that. You know, we, we, me and I'll, I'll be 50 next month. Yeah. Can't wait. <laughs> and I'm looking forward to it, but I went through sex education and that was not it. Just saying. Right. I went through graduate school level sex education and that, I mean, the, the stuff in the stuff that you're, you guys are talking about, I've seen it and it's extremely graphic. Right? Yes. I mean, I, I, I was people, and when people are, res there's a lot of people responding, Stacey, even if you saw the, you know, the live stream and the comments and the live stream from last night, they, they don't have any idea. They're like, oh, you guys, you, you crazy Christians or whatever. It's kind of like, what does is, what is being a Christian have to do with it? This has, I mean, take my faith out of it just for a minute. I don't think anyone should be teaching my 10-year-old, my 12-year-old, my 14-year-old. They should not be teaching my kids about using anal sex as an alternative to pregnancy. I mean, they should not. That's just not okay. So when they think they know the propaganda, they think they know what's going on and they're telling, oh, you're just crazy and you don't want them, you know, teaching about the birds and the bees. Okay, the birds and the bees are fine. Reproductive systems are fine. Understanding how pregnancy happens is fine. Showing a picture of people having sex and different positions, not fine. It's not fine. It is damaging to the children who one of the moms said, did you know there's videos that go with this? And she's like, my kid saw it. I did not get an opt out choice. And it's disgusting. My kid was traumatized. So now the state is mandating potential traumatization of our kids and what we're supposed to go. Okay. Well, people wake up, read the material watch the videos, then you make a decision and let's have a, an intelligent conversation because some of them, again, I was really kind in, in the stream. And I think so far it's got like 3000 views. I couldn't respond to anybody last night, but I've been responding all day. Some of them are coming from pure ignorance. Now, remember for those of you who don't really understand the word ignorance, ignorance is not calling you a name. It's just saying you're not aware of the topic. You don't have the information you need to make an informed decision on the topic. So check out the materials and then let's have a, an actual conversation on what you think is helping your child. That's what I really want to know. How is this helping more than the existing platform we have? And how is it going to benefit them? Because if you can show me beyond a shadow of a doubt that that's going to help my child, then I will try and look at that and change my perspective. You know what? I had um, this just, I, this memory just popped into my head uh, many years ago when I was doing therapy. I had a client who came in to my office. I worked with her for a number of years. And one of the things that she shared with me was that she had had to take a sex ed class in college. Okay. I'm sharing this for a reason. She shared with me that, you know, because it was part of the curriculum of what she wanted to do. Anyway, she had to take the sex ed, ed class in college. In that class, they showed pornography. Now, when I was in my undergrad, I went to Fullerton College, which isn't too far from where you're at. And there was, there was actually pornography showed and some of the classes I was in, well, my client, she actually told me how traumatized she was from seeing the whole masturbation issue um, in that sex ed class. And she was an adult. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I, I share this for a reason because for some reason I just remembered it. But, but not only was she an adult, but I mean, I had to work with her through that because she didn't know how to process it as a virgin, as somebody mm -hmm. who, you know, was curious about sex, but it just freaked her out. Mm -hmm. Now, if we if we want to take this to the next level, we talk about, I don't know, my nose itches, the whole um, uh, LGBT lobby, because that's behind it, okay? Let's just say it. People don't want to always say it, but that's frankly a big part of it. Um, what's really sad is that 
they're confusing children at such a young age. You know, the, the natural normal development of a child, like two little kids, they like each other, right? If you, if a little girl goes ahead and, and gets involved with a little boy and that little boy touches, oh my gosh, you got cooties. Oh, you know, stay away from me. You're weird. You know, mm-hmm. I don't like you. But then when you get to a higher level, then it's like, oh, he's kind of cute, you know, or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And that's where it all ties in to even, you know, to the place where they are actually now allowing children to get hormones so that they can become transgender. It's all tied in. It's all tied in. And the amount of outrage um, that I saw last night was very heartening to me personally because, you know, Dr. Dobson years ago was telling parents to pull their kids out of school because of this very issue. Um, and now it's coming full circle. And as you said, Vicki, you know, the, the, the rampant issue of suicide with today's kids, I mean, it's horrible compared to when we were kids. I mean, it's just night and day, night and day. So it is, it, it really is. And, and there's, it's just, I, I don't know, like I said, my heart hurts when I think about it. And I think about people, you know, are, that are suggesting that this isn't pornographic without seeing it when you see it. And then you want to tell me it's not pornographic. I mean, they did last night. You saw that, you know, the three spoke test on what they equals pornography. Right. And one of the examples I used was, you know, it's illegal for me. It's, it's child abuse for me to bring a child to like a, a rated X theater, right? That's, that's child abuse. We're not allowed to expose our children to that. So, you know, and a rated R movie, we have to have parental consent, PG-13 movies, they're recommending that you have parental guidance. And yet what I saw in just the one flyer that, you know, we were sharing, um, I shared privately with some people, uh, you know, through Facebook Messenger is is at the rated X level because you can't show the stuff that was on that in a rated R movie. So, you know, what are you saying? So we're saying that it's a child abuse if we do it. But if the school does it, it's okay. I mean, what kind of logic is that? It is, it's, that's why I said, we're, what people, what are we doing that we think that's okay? Now, I get that there's some people that think uh, having children watch pornography is okay, but they're also not recognizing how that imprinting, um, you know, makes people believe that they're not good enough and that their bodies don't look like that. And how come they don't perform like that? And how come my personal parts aren't as big as their personal parts or why? I mean, the, the, the fact that kids already have difficulties, you know, processing comparisons, and now we're going to, we're going to put this in front of them. And it's like, you know, I can see it now. Kids are looking at this thing. Well, oh yeah, of course I've done that position. Have you, I, I can hear it. I can see. It. And then people are thinking, yeah, I, I've done that. And now all of a sudden they're going to go try it. They want to figure out how to do it because they don't want to be the kid that doesn't know how. So we're not introducing things that kids need to know. We are taking the moral innocence of our children away. And that is wrong. It's absolutely wrong. And, and again, if you feel that you need to do it, then do it at home. You go by the curriculum, you go by the book and teach that to your children at home, but do not expose the entire state, country, whatever to it. It's not okay. Do not take away my rights because you want to present this as an option to yours. Again, feel free. I'm not going to judge you. If you think that that is the best way to share the information with your children, that's your choice. I know how to speak to my children. I know what the Lord puts on my heart and what I, what to share with them. Uh, and, and I'm really good with that. I, I, my kids are happy. They are wonderful kids and they don't need that additional information. That's just, they just don't need it. They're not ready for it. When they're ready for it, they can have it. That's right. Well, and you know, um, I want to, I want to have Randall play Karen England and, and then Pastor Jack, yes, but, sure. but I want to, I just want to address the child pornography issue. Hey, I was a kid that was sexually abused and adult pornography was used with me. Just so y'all know, I saw Playboy, Penthouse, Hustler magazine when I was seven, eight, nine and 10 and 11 and 12 and 13 years old because my abuser used that pornography with me. And I can tell you guys that it took years for that crap to get out of my head because my abuser would use that and he would use it in comic form because, you know, in case you don't know, they actually put comic pornography in these magazines. 
Um, he used it in erotic literature that I was forced to deal with with him um, and all that. And I mean, it tormented me for many, many years. And there's still certain things that I, if, I mean, I can think about and I go, okay, nope, I'm not going there. You know, so I can't even imagine. I mean, I can't imagine. I can imagine this stuff, which was probably just as worse, probably worse than what I saw. Because way back in the, the 80s, the pornography wasn't as hard as it is today. It's definitely influenced by that. And it definitely leaves an imprint. So, But Stacy, also the key part there is that you knew there was something different or, you know, off about it. If we're bringing in, I'm not saying, I mean, you had nothing to do with it. Please don't get me wrong. But I'm saying now we're, the schools are teaching it. That's like, like right. an open ticket to say this is good and this is right and this is okay. So it's, it's so much worse, be, not because the situation was worse, but being it glo- globally accepted. Like your abuser had to keep it quiet and private. This is like everybody can just lay it out because everybody's doing it. And and so now we've just amplified it. And again, it's just. Yeah. But my my abuser told me everybody was doing it and this was normal. This was how he taught me. Mm -hmm. So that's I mean, it's just moved to the to the outward world. I mean, that's all it's done. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it kind of makes me wonder how many of the people that are involved in passing this stuff are actually criminals behind closed doors. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Wouldn't surprise me at all. All right, let's uh, let's go ahead and play Karen England's uh, comments. And Karen is, is she the president of the Capital Resource Institute, or do you know her I title? Don't, I don't know her actual title, so I don't want to misquote that. Okay. All right, we'll just go ahead and play her then. Good evening, Karen England, Capital Resource Institute. And the reason you're getting more forms is because the crowd is so large, they weren't, um, they're prohibited from entering the room where they're actually allowed to fill out forms. And so I had to go out there and hand out forms and pens in order for the public to be able to sign up to speak. So I, I wanted to clarify, they would have got them in sooner had someone gone out and told them that they needed to fill out forms. Um, I want to talk about why Capital Resource Institute placed this policy on the agenda. As you all know, uh, we placed it on one time before. We were contacted and we were told repeatedly a variety of things from we're not teaching the California Healthy Youth Act to we opt in, not opt out, uh, all sorts of information. So we pulled the agenda item back. We did an open records request. And although we will be submitting more open records requests because we have more questions, it's clear that different schools are doing different things. The curriculum is being taught, contrary to what numerous board members told us. Um, And so now I want to clarify. The California Healthy Healthy Youth, Youth Act, it's law. As much as I oppose this curriculum, we don't expect you to violate the law. You have to teach it. We'll worry about changing the law later. So that graphic stuff has to be taught. However, there's a lot of misinformation and disagreement on whether or not students are allowed to opt out and parents are allowed to be notified of all of the curriculum. That's why this policy is needed. After seeing the open records request and the inconsistencies with your um, teachers, Um, information the board has given us that they've gotten from the administration, it's clear it's needed. So let me clarify what this this parental rights policy does do. It incorporates existing California law that requires schools to provide notification as parents before topics that are sensitive, topics like comprehensive sex education and HIV. So it takes that and it recognizes that discussions along family structures, gender identity, sexual orientation, harassment, are sensitive topics. It should be included in that. And this policy makes it clear to all of your schools that parents will be notified and allowed to opt out of all of family life education. A parent can decide, it leaves it up to the parent. The parent can choose what the parent wants to do. And again, we already have opt-out. We're just expanding and clarifying uh, the definition of additional topics that they're allowed to do it. If the school gives, oops, 
this is important too, if the school gives any person permission to come on campus and use restrooms, locker rooms, or showers. Thank you. Does, all right. Thank you. Jack Hibbs. Yeah, I, uh, I, I liked how she shut herself down. That was good. She showed a lot of respect there, and some people thought it was funny, which I didn't think was funny, but. Well, she was mid-sentence, and I think that's the part that she had a trouble with, but um, that happens, although it didn't happen until later, that happens to be the same person who told us later, based on what Pastor Jack is about to say, I think you're going to do a clip on him, that you guys can't threaten me because I'm not running again. And so there's nothing you can do to me. And that was, um, you know, like one of the parents at the end was livid about that and went kind of went off on her. And um, she was very She's the one whose child actually was traumatized by the, um, the curriculum. And, you know, so it's, like I said, you get to watch, you know, some of the things that happen. And, you know, on, on your Periscope feed, Tommy Norman said that, you know, about these, the, you know, these images, once they're in your mind, that they're hard to go away. And as someone that, um, you know, speaks to a lot of youth, a, you know, a lot of youth talk about that, how they found their dad's porn or they found porn on the computer and then now they can't stop and they feel dirty and they feel wrong. You know, everybody pretends like every young boy's dream is to have every, you know, piece of sexualized information that they want. I'm not saying that they're not drawn to it, but they also don't necessarily love it and they get addicted to it. And then nobody likes addiction. They may like the endorphin rush. They may like the feeling that's there, but they don't like the withdrawal. They don't like feeling like they don't have it. And, and if, we, if we don't start paying attention, we are going to create a whole new problem. Uh, you know, like I said, this is, it's just difficult. It definitely is. Kind of reminds me of an episode of Parks and Recreation where Leslie Nope was running for, uh, for some, for city council or whatever it was. And, and they were doing a recall and they started getting all these calls into the thing. And, and she was being nice in the beginning, but then after all, she was, she was like, and wait a minute. Yeah. Then she just let them have it. And she's kind of, that's kind of what it reminded me of. What, what surprises me, honestly, is the boldness and the brashness of some of these board members. I mean, they're elected officials. They should show respect to everybody. I and, hear you. I was like, I know, right? Uh, <laughs> Well, that's why Christians should be in politics. Okay. So Pastor yes. Jack Hibbs is the senior pastor of a, a Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills. Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills. Uh, great man of God. One of my favorite teachers. He was there. Yes. And yes. Um, he actually, now I kind of understand a little bit what he was addressing. So he was, he basically addressed the escape the escape route that hopefully you guys could get implemented, you know, in the event that some kid has to go somewhere and this, this thing is implemented and they, the parent doesn't want them to, to be a, um, a victim of it. So, yeah. Sylvia I think Sulin. he kind of took over from where Karen got cut off. That's, yeah. that's the way I kind of looked at it that cause he didn't, yeah, he, he kind of tagged that part on. He was eloquent. <laughs> I mean, you all were. I, but I, I love would, Pastor Jack. Yeah. Okay. So let's play Pastor Jack and let him uh, let him be heard. By Gina Gleason. Followed by. Hi. My time. Let's listen. I'd like to uh, read a statement. What? what, what I reset. I, I reset it because they Thank they had you. started. So I'm here in support of the model parent rights in children's education policy, and I want to read a statement, and hopefully it's brief here. At the beginning of each year, each school year. Each school shall notify the parent or guardian, and this is what we're asking for, of each uh, pupil about any physical privacy concerns planned for the year. We're asking for these issues. Notice that we would be informed. Advise the parent of the specific circumstances resulting in the physical privacy concern that the notice shall not include any personal identifying of information. Secondly, advise the parents of any activities, including school activities, overnight trips, that will impact by the physical 
or could impact the physical privacy concern. Third, advise the parent that the parent has the right to excuse their child from participating in any instruction or school activities that create a physical privacy concern and that in order to excuse the child, they must state their request in writing to the, to the school district. Four, advise the parent or guardian that the parent shall uh, be advised. A, obtain a privacy accommodation for the child while on school premises or school-sponsored events, and B, obtain lodging accommodations for the child during any school-related overnight trips, such as separate hotel room or lodging where the sleeping quarters and restrooms and showers and locker rooms are limited to members of the same biological sex. Schools have a duty to protect our kids. Yes. And we en we've entrusted you with the safety of our children and as a grandfather, as our grandkids. And we're asking that you would take deep consideration over the fact that we're exposing children, the potential of exposing children to things that we as parents are trying to protect them from. And there's a right, there's an ability, there is a requirement for parents to raise their children accordingly. And then finally, I just want to say this in support of not only the model parent rights and child's or children's education policy, but to just stress the fact that um, this community, I just told the press, they were interviewing a moment ago, that we love you guys. We pray for you guys. We know you by name. We pray for you every week. And I'm not saying that for any other reason but to let you know we are not your enemies, no matter how you position yourself on this. This is democracy at work. It's a republic. It is absolutely awesome. You have a community outside. I was just told over 700 people are outside because they care. They really care. And then, listen, I have a... I have a I have a quick light here. So this is the way it works. We've entrusted our kids to you. And if we don't hear that you're listening to the voice of the people, then what happens is voting time comes. And it's very important that we vote for those who represent our concerns. And that's the nation that we live in. Thank you. I have to say, if he was here, I'd give him one big hug. Just saying. Um, yeah. because for, I, cause I was as far as, well, for a couple of reasons, number one, he's a leader of a huge church and yes. he's been using his influence in the culture for uh, absolute good. I mean, the yes. AB, whatever it was, bill that just recently got stopped, I, I believe largely in part was because of the activism of that church that you go to and yes. his leadership. Um, and, and as far as the the turnout, the speakers, Vicky, what would you say? What was it as far as men, male to female? Like, were, were there was it about equal, or were there more more women or or men? I I think there's a little bit more women. I'm gonna go maybe. 70, 30, 60, 40. I don't know, but there was quite a few men. Honestly, there were grandparents and parents and um, there were only two people that I recall that were, you know, were on an, on the opposite side of the spectrum. And I'm not sure either one of them had actually seen the curriculum. Like I said, the one I, I confessed earlier, for those of you just tuning in, <laughs> when a woman said that this wasn't pornography, I, I couldn't help. I literally laughed out loud, just a quick thing and it was an accident but then she stopped looked over her glass like and glared at me and then I laughed on purpose just to prove a point and I confessed that early already but there was only two people out of all of those people that you know put in their their time to speak and I don't think either one of them has seen the curriculum one was a man one was a woman but the, the rest of them like I said I think it was maybe 60 40 maybe 70 30 but um it was you know it it wasn't completely one-sided yeah well, it's definitely an emotional topic, for sure. Yeah. And um, I'm glad that uh, that the church is doing something. I'm glad that people who, are, who, who oppose this type of immorality are doing something. Because ultimately, when it comes down to it, if adults don't protect children, the children are going to grow, grow up and they're going to they're gonna end up hurting lots of people. I mean, it's, it's just the way it is. There's so many ramifications to unhealthy sexuality. And Absolutely. I'm not just talking, you know, the gay agenda, which I talk about and expose all the time here. But, you know, what you said earlier, you're talking about abstinence only. You teach your kids how to court, you know. Mm -hmm. um, I love Jamie Grace because, you know, that's one of the things that she's she's been an advocate of. And she just got married. God just blessed her with a great husband. Um, and that's what she did. She courted. 
and that's what her mom and dad taught her. And there's nothing wrong with it, you know, because you know right. what? Look at it this way. You know, you go into marriage STD-free, first of all. You go into marriage without, <clears throat> you know, any sexually transmitted diseases, but you also go into marriage without a broken heart, you know, mm -hmm. and all the baggage that you have from other things, you know. And then to your, your comment about um, the pornography issue, unfortunately, pornography addiction has, you know, increased rampantly, uh, in, especially in the last 30 years. I actually used to, one of my specialties actually used to be, I used to work with a lady in, um, I think it was in uh, Tustin, who ran a support group uh, for pornography addicts. And she actually just called me like a month ago out of the blue. She called, I got this call from her and she's like, Stacy. I'm like, what? She's like, are you still, you know, working with porno pornography addicts, you know, cause I ran a group with her and mm -hmm. I go, Jane, what, what do you call me? <laughs> I mean, it's been 10 years, you know, I was like, mm -hmm. whoa. Uh, but she actually ref thought of me because we ran these groups together um, mm -hmm. and tried to help people because the imprinting and the, like you were saying, the biological high and the chemical reaction that we all have, you know, when we see something like that and, and all that, it's high. Except the problem is, is it's not just boys anymore. Girls are just as addicted. And um, that's why you got to be careful about what goes in your eye gate, you know. And if you can't protect your kids in school, where, where is it safe, you know. I mean, seriously, Absolutely. where is it safe? It's not. Yeah, so we have to be people who are going to be praying over the kids, mm -hmm. and we need to stand in. You know, hey, I volunteer at my church. I do Awana. You know why? I mean, not only did God tell me to, so I was like, yes, sir, I will do this. Yes, Lord. But, uh, you know, I do it because I don't want somebody in that church to be teaching them something that's not biblical, or not that that would ever happen in Tennessee, but just saying you know, the battle's just as big out here. You know, I want I want to be the mom bird over there protecting these babies because, you know, that's, somebody has to, so. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, and like this whole thing, it, we, at least we're bringing awareness and more people that recognize because if they thought it was, you know, just plain sex education, the form doesn't specify. It just says, you know, I'm opting in, you know, and, you know, giving permission but they don't tell you that what they're that what they're delivering for the curriculum. I mean, it would totally change. Like I said, reproductive organs, check, you know, how, what happens, how it happens, check, check, but positions and options. I mean, it's just, it's, it's sad. I mean, it's really sad. It's really sad. And, and we have to, we have to step up and stand out, right? We got to do something and just do the best we can. And we're going to be under fire because you, you saw some of the chat, you know, uh, uh, about the, um, the live stream I did from it and having these conversations. But I think most of the, the fire is from ignorance. And, and if we don't share the truth, if we don't share the facts so people can make their own informed decision, then we're just not doing our own job either. We're not doing the best we could do. Right. Amen. Well, that's why we're called for such a time as this, right? Um, somebody asked what Awana is. If you go to awana.org, you can learn more about Awana there. Awana is actually, basically, it's a Bible. It's, a, it's basically teaching kids how to memorize the Bible and rooting them, grounding them in, in God's word. It's really a great program for kids and parents to learn mm -hmm. God's word really, really good. Speaking of that, I should say that uh, we want to thank our sponsor, Ariel Ministries. If you guys are new to the show, you know, our, our main sponsor is Ariel. This is the Messianic Jewish Ministry of Dr. Arnold Fruchtenbaum, um, and we have a, a great partnership with them. They provide us great content. You can get a 20% off discount on anything in the store, and actually this month we're giving away their, their free Bible study called The Rapture of the Church. So if you go over to our website, BibleNewsRadio.com, you can sign up over there. We'll go ahead and send that, that free, I think it's 23 pages, uh, PDF Bible study to you called The Rapture of the Church from uh, Dr. Fruchtenbaum. Uh, and also we have the book Israel Betrayed, which is a new book that uh, has come out. This is actually talking about uh, how how Israel has been betrayed uh, theologically. Basically, there's a there's a teaching out there called replacement theology, and so this book is actually exposes uh, that improper theology and will help you to understand the role of Israel 
and why Israel is so important. And me, because I am a Messianic Jewish person, um, I just have to tell you that I love Israel, and I'm really super glad that I am one of his chosen people. <laughs> I have to tell you, I say this being serious, but because I just found out I was Jewish last year. But anyway, um, also want to thank all of my pillars of the community. Though, you know what, you guys, um, thank you very much for the support that you've been giving us. You guys know that we've been trying to raise some extra money so that when we go to the uh, Prophecy Watchers Conference next month in Oklahoma, uh, that we don't have to go into further debt to do that. And um, I just want to thank you guys for your extra donations. We're about halfway there um, to our about fourteen, fifteen hundred $1,500 goal. Um, so if you would like to contribute to that when you donate, again, just say, hey, put this towards your trip, and we'll go, thank you so much. Because <laughs> we have the opportunity. Second year in a row, we were invited, we were invited back by, um, from Gary Stearman and Bob Ulrich to actually cover this year's event. Uh, Jan Markell's going to be there. Dr. David Reagan's going to be there. Um, uh, L.A. Marzulli, um, Ryan Peterson, um, you know, a whole bunch of people. Uh, Doc, uh, Pastor Tom Hughes is going to be there. There's going to be a ton of people there, about 30-something, and the whole reason Randall and I are going to drive across America to Oklahoma is to go ahead and, and get these one-on-one -on -one interviews a good. Dr. Tommy Ice is going to be there again, and get them so we can get these interviews. We're going to bring them back to you. We're going to talk about the the pre-trib rapture. We're going to talk about Bible prophecy and what's going on. Uh, and it's going to be super good. So you guys, please give us, you know, that, you know, what you can to this. And, um, and then when we go next month, uh, we will be so happy. We'll have weeks of, of interviews for you. Totally promise. And Dr. Uh, J.D. Farag is going to be there too. Uh, you guys know he's a really popular pastor out of uh, Hawaii. He's going to be there. Um, and Bill and Claudia Koenig are going to be there and, and everything. So if you go to prophecywatchers.com, just click through there. Uh, you can learn more, and they will be, they 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 are offering online streaming of the event too, um, so you can actually get that ticket. You can actually watch it, but we're going to be there. We're last year we got to meet Rabbi Jonathan Kahn there. It was super cool, <laughs> and this year I'm I'm going to be scoping out David Reagan for sure because he's he's somebody I've really listened to and and respect, and uh, he's been on the forefront of Bible prophecy for a very long time. So. Um, and hopefully in a couple of weeks, uh, Gary and Bob will be back here on the show talking and giving you guys a little bit more info um, about the latest there. So uh, thank you guys for, uh, for your gifts and donations. We really appreciate it. You have no idea. We really do. So thank you. All right. So Vicki, you have any final thoughts? I know you've written a couple of books. You're working on some stuff, aren't you? I got a lot of stuff. And, and you know, I wonder how this particular part will influence some of those uh, follow-up in the 12 books, 12 month series. I have a feeling that it's going to incorporate itself into there, you know, because helping kids, you know, in the URNF campaign, I've already been, uh, you know, helping for kids to identify that they're enough just the way they are, because that's what we want them to, to understand, not just think or believe, but we want them to really receive that and, and understand that it's true. But you know, we've got to protect them from this kind of stuff. And I, I'm, I know this, I'm, I probably shouldn't say this out loud, but I'm going to, I'm going to encourage kids to stand up for themselves and to stand up for their own right to not be subjected to that. I, you know, there are some kids that are bold enough that recognize that this isn't part of the value set that their parents have, have delivered to them. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to encourage kids to stand up for themselves and we'll have to talk about how we're going to, how I would, how I would recommend they do that later. But, um, you know, I'm going to recommend that. So kids, if you're watching this right now, you know, remember that you are important just the way you are. Your parents are a good guideline. But when you recognize that you're being exploited, you recognize that people are subjecting you to things that are inappropriate, you need to stand up and be your own advocate. And I know that that may not be popular for some people, but I guarantee it would be popular even with your parents if a, a pedophile tried to make advances towards you. And so this is like, these are like stepping stones to completely inappropriate behavior. So I, you know, I recommend that you actually stand up for yourself and say, you know what, I, I don't want to participate in this. I, I don't, I don't think this is appropriate and I, I don't want to be here. I know that that could be tricky for some of you. 
I do because you, your friends might go, oh, what's with you? But I bet you there are more friends there that are thinking the same thing. I don't want to see this. This is making me uncomfortable. So, you know, maybe you can learn to own who you are to step up and stand out and be the best version of you. Anyway, so that's, that's what I would say, Stacy. Well, not only that, but that actually raises another issue in my mind. And that is what about the kids that are already being sexually abused? Mm-hmm. And they're seeing this. So, you know, which I could see that contributing to self-harm and, and other things too. So Exactly. Exactly. And that's not acceptable. You know, if you saw a kid putting a belt around their neck, you'd stop them. If you see a kid that's going down a road of pornography, you need to stop them. It changes who they are. It's an addiction, just like alcoholism, drug addiction. Some of you say, oh, sex doesn't hurt anybody, so it doesn't count. That's a load of crap. I don't know who dealt you that load, but that is a load of crap. The way your body gets addicted to those hormones and those feelings and the ups and the downs and the highs and the lows of wanting it, wanting to feel that again, and then trying to put that onto a partner and then trying to have other people fill those needs. You guys, you got to understand, you know, educate yourselves, read, learn, ask questions of doctors or people that are specialists you know, your kids, their lives, their futures are too important. And we can't take the thoughts that are already in their head. We can't take them away. All we can try and do is either protect them or repair them. And so, you know, be careful, be careful of what you're allowing just because you think it might not be harmful. Err on the side of caution. If it, if people are telling you that it is harmful, maybe you should just err on the side of caution. Cause what's, what's the worst that could happen if they don't see this curriculum? that they end up like me. Like I never saw it. I, I turned out. Okay. Maybe, what about you? Did, did you turn out? Okay. And if you didn't, there are options, you know, there are lots of options. So I don't mean to prattle on Stacy, but thank you for the opportunity to be here today and to um, share my own experience there at the event. Um, you know, there's a lot more if they want to watch the YouTube video from, you know, from the actual event or my coverage, you know, that had a little, (laughs) I did scan the audience and do a couple of my own little things if they want to check those things out as well. Yeah. I will go ahead and link the, the actual YouTube video on, in the description of the show in case anybody wants to basically scroll to about an hour and a half into it. So you can miss all the boring (laughs) stuff at the beginning. Not, not that Although it was I have to say the one woman there, man, that she was the cutest thing ever when she was protecting her own daughter about a totally different issue, but she motivated me. I just loved her. Yeah. Well, and that's what I loved about this is that people got off the couch and they went out and they did something, mm-hmm. you exactly. know, so kudos to your pastor, kudos to a capital resource Institute, who I guess we will have on later, uh, next week, maybe, or whenever we can get Karen scheduled. Um, and all that. So thank you to everybody who tuned into the show. Uh, Monday, we'll be back. We'll be sending you guys a text message on the weekend for Weekends in the Word with Bareface. Uh, by the way, you can, you can join my text message list at 33222. Just text Bible News to that. You'll be on that. I send out right before the show and a couple of things, you know, during the day. Uh, so you can get a text message and be aware. And by the way, thank you guys for, for joining that because I, I get most feedback now on that. Um, if you recently joined, please text me a message and tell me your name because I don't know what your name is because it doesn't tell me. <laughs> it just tells me your number. Um, and then I know who you are. Okay. So thank you guys. Thanks, Randall, for producing this show as always. You are the man. I appreciate it. All right, everybody. Thank you again. Be bold. Stand up. And go with God because he loves you. I'll see you Monday.